the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Last Sunday, we started a new series called Yahweh. This is the name for God. No one knows how to pronounce this name in the Old Testament. This name for God is found almost 7,000 times, and nobody knows how to pronounce it. We pronounce it Yahweh, but we, man, put that name in there, put some vowels in there to just kind of made up a name. This is the name of God. And so this series is going to last six or seven weeks, maybe eight, uh, but we're going to have a series where we're just going to look at God and try to describe God. We're so self-centered that we want to get our eyes off ourselves and just think about God for a while. And the more you know about God, the more you'll know about yourself. So if you'll take your notes, last weekend we looked at the fact that God is omniscient, that He's all-knowing, and today we want to look at the truth that God is omnipresent. The question is, where is God? That question is one of the most difficult doctrines in all the Bible. You see, people who seek God... They're trying to find God. If you're a seeker here today, you're trying to find God. Sinners, and we're all sinners, amen. Amen. Uh, Sinners come in two camps. You can divide us in half. Some sinners want to know where God is so they can run in the opposite direction. Like Jonah, right? Some sinners want to find God so that they can run towards him because they want forgiveness for their sins, amen. It's amazing how right here, maybe sitting right next one to another, there's one person who believes and feels as though they have been abandoned by God, and sitting right next to that person is someone who feels comforted by the presence of God. We need to define his location. Where is he exactly? Is God in heaven? Is he on earth? Where is God? Well, God told the prophet Jeremiah... In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24, can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him? How many of you know there's no place you can go where God can't see you? Oh, he can see you wherever you are. And then God said, do not I fill both heaven and earth, declares the Lord. So here's your definition. Write this down. And we worded this carefully. The word omnipresent means that God is fully present in all places, 
at all times. Now, I know that's difficult for some of you to get your mind around because we live in a three-dimensional world, but God lives outside the space-time continuum. He's omnipresent. That comes from two words, omni and present. The word omni means all, and the word present is presence. His presence, God's presence, is everywhere at all times. Now, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament for the word presence is the word pane. Everybody say pane. Say it one more time. Pane is the word presence in the Old Testament. It's the same word that the Hebrews use for face or his attention, his, his focus. Now, they did want to experience the presence of God. And what that meant was they wanted to know where his attention was focused. Now, when they were in the wilderness for 40 years, lost, running around the desert, they had what was called the tabernacle, which is a tent that was portable. They could put it up and tear it down, and they would take it with them wherever they traveled. And the tabernacle was the place inside the tabernacle. They had this place called the Holy of Holies, and they believed that the Holy of Holies is where God resided. So wherever they traveled, they would take this movable church, this tabernacle, set it up, and they believed that God was inside the Holy of Holies. Now later, when they finally entered the promised land and established themselves in in the land of Israel, a man named Solomon became king, and Solomon built a permanent structure called the temple. It was just like the tabernacle, but now it's permanent before it was a temporary location now it's a stationary location and even in solomon's temple in jerusalem was the holy of holies the place they believed that god resided so every jewish person three times a year i don't care where you lived on the planet earth every jewish person had to go to jerusalem and they would go to the temple where sacrifices were made for their sins. But inside the Holy of Holies is where God resided. So in order to be near God, you had to go to Jerusalem and go to the Holy of Holies. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain in front of the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem where God resided, that curtain was torn from the top to the bottom signifying that God's presence no longer dwelled there, but now God's presence, his attention, his pane, his face is with us wherever we are. Oh, yeah. So the question is this, and this is point number two. There are some important lessons, things that you need to remember as a result of God's omnipresence, number one, God is an eyewitness to every event in your life and in mine. Now that can be very comforting or it can be very frightening based on whether or not you're living for the Lord. I mean, if you're living for the Lord... And God sees everything you do, that's good. I mean, like right now, you're in church with your Bible. God sees that. (laughs) That's good. Right? 
However, if you're not living for the Lord and God sees everything you're doing, that can be very frightening. You see, here's what you and I do. Now, don't tell me we don't because this is what we do. We like to put God in a box so that we can manage Him and keep Him out of certain areas of our life. I'll illustrate this for you. How many of you believe this very moment that God is inside this box, this church? He's here, right here today. He's here. Because the Bible says where two or three or more are gathered in His name that He's there. So I want to see your hand. How many of you truly believe that God's presence is here today? He's here. Absolutely. Now here's the problem. We're just like the Israelites who went to the temple, to the Holy of Holies. That's where God lived. We believe that God lives here. And what happens is after church, when we leave, we don't want God going with us. We want him staying here in his box. Because when I go to the club... I mean, God, God's not going with me to the club. God's back there at Shepherd Church. That's where God is, right? And when I go to Las Vegas, I don't want, I don't, I don't want God doesn't go to Las Vegas with me. God's back in L.A. No, God is with you in Vegas just like he's with you right here inside this box right now. He's with you. Amen? Amen. And when I go to the bedroom to surf the Internet, I don't want God in the bedroom. God's in the kitchen. (laughs) We need to understand that wherever we are, that God is with us. Do you understand that? That's exactly what Moses did. You remember Moses, right? He's the guy in the Bible that looked like Charlton Heston. Do you know who I'm talking about? (laughs) Moses was an Israelite. Even though he was Israeli, he was raised in Egyptian royalty. He was being groomed to be the next leader of Egypt. And one day, Moses is taking a walk, and he sees an Israeli slave being mistreated by an Egyptian man. And the Bible says that Moses got so angry that his nostrils flared. And you remember what that verse says in the Bible? Here it is, Exodus 2, verse 12. The Bible says that Moses, glancing this way, and then he glances that way, and seeing that no one is watching... He kills the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Moses did that. Moses is the one who received the Ten Commandments. Moses is the one who led the Jews out of bondage. Moses is the one who wrote the first five books of the Bible. And yet for a moment, he forgot that God knows everything, and he forgot that God sees everything, and he thought he could get away with killing an Egyptian. But God sees everything, amen? You know that story of that burglar. He broke into a house one night, and he was walking through the house. It was pitch dark. And he hears a voice that says, I can see you. And Jesus sees you too. And he just froze in his tracks. So he took a few more steps, and he heard the same voice. I can see you. And Jesus sees you too. And he froze. And he turned his flashlight over in the corner where the voice was coming from, and it was a parrot. The parrot says, I can see you, and Jesus can see you too. And the man says, the burglar goes, ah, you're just a parrot. And the parrot says, I am a parrot. 
And Jesus is a Rottweiler. Here's what the psalmist says in Psalm 139, verse 7. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your pane, from your presence? Verse 8, if I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, because a lot of people think when the sun goes down that God can't see you. A lot of people, that's the only time they get in trouble is at dark, at nighttime. There's something about the nighttime that makes you think that you can get away with stuff. He says in verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, the light become night. In other words, the sun goes down. Verse 12, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. In other words, God has night vision goggles. He sees everything. It's impossible to do anything without him seeing it. You know, all children play that game, hide and go seek. All children play that game. I remember when my son, we used to play that game. I would watch him go behind the couch. I'd watch him crawl in there. And I'd walk around the house going, where's Dallas? Where's Dallas? Where's Dallas? I look behind the couch. That little boy behind the couch, his eyes sitting there, his eyes closed. <laughs> because in his little mind, he was thinking that if he can't see Dad, that Dad can't see him. And we're just like that with God. We think if we can't see God, that then God can't see us. Ladies and gentlemen, not only can God see us, God is with us. He's with us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? In other words, wherever you go, God is with you. Wherever you go, God is with you. That thought, that truth alone should compel you to live a holy life and a righteous life and a life that honors God. Amen? Amen. Here's the second lesson. Because he's omnipresent, he's a comforter in our difficult times. Oh, you need to get this. We need to understand this. That God, because of his omnipresence, he comforts us in our difficult times. Two specific areas. Number one, He comforts us in our heartache, when our heart aches. Psalm 34, verse 18, the Lord is close to those who are broken hearted. And He saves those who are crushed in spirit. It doesn't say He's going to keep your heart from being broken. It doesn't say He's going to keep you from being crushed. He's saying that when your heart is broken and when you're crushed in spirit that he's going to be close to you, that he will save you. You see, there's a detective, a detective aspect of omnipresence in that he sees everything. But there's also a protective aspect of God's omnipresence in that if I'm hurting, if I'm broken, if I'm lost, if I am crushed in spirit, 
He's there with me. The Bible says, this is a Bible story. In the Bible, 2 Kings 6, there's a man named Elisha. Elisha is the prophet of God. And one day, the entire Syrian army, what the Bible calls the Arameans, had completely surrounded the city where Elisha was because they were there to get Elisha. It's like a movie. There was no escape. There was no way out of this situation. And Elisha has a servant, a young man there who's to take care of the prophet. And the prophet asked Elisha, he says, O Lord, and he's not talking to the Lord God, he's talking to his master Elisha. Elisha, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're completely surrounded. Elisha says to the servant in verse 16, he says, now son, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And I can see that servant scratching his head looking at the prophet Elisha going, what in the world are you talking about, brother? Are you losing your mind? There's only two of us here and we're completely surrounded by the Syrian army. And so in verse 17, Elisha prayed this prayer for his servant. He said, oh Lord, and he's talking to the Lord God. He said, would you please open up my servant's eyes so that he can see? And the Lord opened up the servant's eyes, and the servant looked and saw that the hills around Elisha were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You see, Elisha was not alone. He had nothing to fear. And if God can deliver and comfort Elisha, then God can deliver and comfort you. And some of you need to have your eyes open so that you can see the horses of fire, chariots of fire that God has with you to help you overcome the things that are in this world. That's what Psalm 23 verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Whoever you are and whatever you're going through here today, you have absolutely nothing to fear because God is with you. Now, this is not, this is not an overstatement when I say these words that one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11 that says, He, God, tends His flock, you are His flock, He, God, tends his flock like a shepherd. This ought to be Shepherd Church's theme verse right here. He, God, gathers up the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his what? To his heart. Are you here today heartbroken? Are you here today your health is failing? Has your spouse recently run out on you? Do you feel forsaken? Do you feel alone? Did you just get a test result that shook you to your core? Did you uh, have a loved one who recently passed away? Did someone recently let you down? Do you ever feel abandoned? You need to know that God watches over this church like his own flock and that whatever you're going through today, he gathers you up in his arms and he will carry you whatever you're going through and he carries you close to his heart, you have nothing to worry about here today. Now I have to say something. Some of you, this might offend you. Although God is equally present everywhere, he is not equally related 
to everyone. You see, if I am outside the family of God, if I'm not a Christian, if I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ, I am not going to get in on God's comforting nature like someone who knows God personally. I have three children. They're my children. They're not yours. They're mine. Two girls, one boy. They're my children. They're my babies. I am their father. I am their dada. I am their perpetual ATM machine. How many of you know what I'm talking about? If one of my three babies hurt, they're hurting, I'm there because they belong to me. It's not the same if someone else hurts. I don't even know that person. They're not a part of my family. Likewise, if you are outside the will of God, if you're here today and you're not living for God, if you're here today and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, There is no obligation on God's behalf to comfort you because you're not a part of His family. Therefore, that is why I will never, ever understand, never, 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 never understand how you can ever live your life without God in your life. I wouldn't last one hour without His love without His provision, without His grace, without His protection, without His mercy, without His comfort, without His guidance, without His salvation, I wouldn't last an hour. I'm glad I'm a part of His family. You should become a part of His family. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888 818 4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. The secret to overcoming any obstacle you are facing today is revealed through one of the most extraordinary victories ever recorded in the Bible, the Battle of Jericho. Joshua and the Israelites followed God's unusual plan to walk around the heavily fortified walls of Jericho for seven days. The Lord promised that at the end of those seven days, He would cause the walls of that famed city to fall, allowing His people to take possession of the Promised Land. In his book, Walls Fall Down, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shows us how the seven spiritual principles in this story are available for all of us today. You will learn how the foundation behind Joshua's victory is the key to overcoming your own hurdles and unsolvable issues. When you choose to do things God's way, walls crumble, victory replaces defeat, and a blessed future unfolds. 
Pastor Dudley's book, Walls Fall Down, is available for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This invaluable resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover how your personal Jericho battle is no match for the power of an awesome God. Call us right now and receive your copy of Walls Fall Down by Pastor Dudley Rutherford today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley